All right, welcome to BibleTuddy.net, Bible study without the bologna sandwich. Uh, today, we're going to have a discussion about the passage John 3.16. It's a beautiful passage about what Christ was coming to do, but it's also a very misunderstood passage in a lot of circles. And uh, so we're just going to have a little talk about the, you know, that passage and, you know, what it, what it really means and what we can take from it. Um, so without further ado, we'll we'll give it a little extra context by reading ahead of it. Let's start at John 3.14. It says, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. All right. So God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever, some passages read, believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. passage. You know, God yep. showed his love to the world by sending his son uh, and that whoever believes will have eternal life. But why, uh, why did he say the world when not everybody's saved? You know, what about the people in the world that aren't saved? How how does that make any sense? If God's will is always done, then what about the rest of the world? Wouldn't that be universalism? Mm -hmm. If God if God's will was for the whole world to be saved, then they would have been saved, wouldn't they? Well, the, Jesus throws in that caveat that says whoever that's he says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yep. He didn't say God so loved the world so that everybody will have eternal life. Well, you, you hear this uh, lingo out there that whenever yeah. whenever a passage comes up about being chosen by God or or God's election comes up, everybody calls it Jew Gentile, a Jew uh -huh. Gentile passage. But what about this one? Uh -huh. Lee? I mean, don't you think that when he's speaking to a Jewish audience, he might have been reminding yeah. them? that the whole world was going to be able to be saved, not just Israel, who was the yeah, original see, and that, elect. And, and that's, yeah, exactly. And that's the first introduction. He's trying to tell the, the, the Jewish nation, because up until that point, the Jewish people had only saw themselves as the God's chosen people. And is that fair, that God only chose them? If in right, it, would that would that be fair? Would that be because, fair? You know, God. You know? Everybody says God showed His love by, you know, offering this to everybody. But why was it only? Uh -huh. Why was Israel the only chosen people at that time? Right. Why did God only favor them? If, I, I kind right. Of, exactly. Should have more of a problem with that. You know, if well, to look at things that way. Right. But that goes to the reason why God chose Israel. They're they're forgetting that. Uh, the, the, the children of Israel are forgetting why God chose Israel, and they're also forgetting the promise that God gave to Abraham. They're so busy thinking about Moses and his law, they're forgetting that about the promise that God gave to Abraham, that Abraham will be an, the heir of the world. Mm-hmm. Father you know? of many many nations, not just that would mean not just he'd be Israel. the father of many nations, not just the nation of Israel. Yep. he'd be the father of many nations. Were there are were there many nations in the, in the early days of Israel? Yes, there were. 
But did that promise come to fruition in the Old Testament? No, it didn't. Mm-hmm. This is I, this is when yeah. I, I guess to my to my point about the nation of Israel mm-hmm. is that uh, you know what about all the people that weren't Israel in those days? Why didn't God give them some kind of offer? Send them some. He did. Prophets? He did. He did. There, there were there were instances where where other nations would uh, like like Nineveh. And God sent uh, uh, the prophet Jonah to uh, to mm-hmm. Nineveh to preach to the Ninevites because the Ninevites wanted uh, repentance. They wanted they wanted salvation, you know. And uh, Jonah didn't want them to have it. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jonah didn't want them to have salvation, but God wanted them to have salvation because they wanted. God saw that they were repentant. They had a change of heart. They had a change of mind. Okay. And and uh, and also, uh, Rachel the harlot, when this when uh, the spies from Israel went to to spy out the land, uh, the spies the uh, the Rachel heard about uh, uh, was it Rahab or Rachel? Rachel, it was, I think it was Rahab, Rahab, and uh, she when she helped the spies from Israel, she helped the spies and hid them. And said uh, she won't reveal where they're hiding, as long as uh, as long as the Israelites remember that she helped them. Okay, you know. And they said, and she, and they told her, "Well, just put a red, a red ribbon out of your window, and when we see it, we'll we'll we won't strike down that your house." You know? So do you do you think those people were chosen by God, or do you think they chose? Of God? course, there are there are no accidents. <laughs> what were, about the no people accident. okay yeah. so you yeah. know you just you look at john three sixteen, and you realize sure. that even even if, either way you look at it mm-hmm. you know you, if you look at it in terms of we choose him um or uh not even that if you if you look at it as he desires for everybody every human being in the world to be saved you'd have to see that his will is failing What do you mean? What do you mean? Say that again. If if God's will were for every individual, oh yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, saved, you're right. You're right. Yeah, his will yeah. is not working. Mm-hmm. You're right. So you, Absolutely. I mean, you, you, there's a problem there. You would have to see that. Yeah, you would have to see that because if it's left up to man's will, that's a pretty flimsy. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty flimsy way of uh, of approaching it. Because how are you gonna how are you gonna trust in uh, how are you gonna trust God's will over your will at mm-hmm. every turn at every turn how are you gonna do that that's crazy you can't do so, that so like you said the the caveat is whoever believes you know mm-hmm. whoever believes in him but why do some people believe and not others is the real question this this yeah. question doesn't prove free will at all it proves right. something that whoever believes has eternal life but what is the influencer? What what causes one person to believe and not another? God. God does. God's right. Spirit. We learned from scripture, like we were just yeah. talking about the passage where Jesus told them everything that was going to happen. He said the Son of Man will be flogged severely and spat on, and uh they're they're going to kill him, and on the third day he will rise again. And then it says they didn't mm-hmm. understand any of those things. 
And there were right. several instances in the Gospels where they didn't understand any of those things because the spirit has not been given to them yet. The son of man had not yet been glorified. And mm-hmm. there's also several passages in scripture that uh, that teach us uh, the same things where the, the spirit, yeah. the spirit is the only thing that can teach you things of the spirit, the flesh, with mm-hmm. the spirit. Um, right. But I mean, in regards to being chosen, I mean, if we're going to say that the invitation is the invitation is for everybody, but why does one choose and why does one not choose? And who exactly. is the choosing? Who is doing the choosing? And there's an overwhelming amount of passages in Scripture that talk yeah. about God's sovereign choice, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's not a bad thing, you know, because one mm-hmm. year that's the only way that you know that you're saved. Because if yeah. you wake up every morning thinking that your choice your choice was how you were saved. How are you going to be confident in that choice on a daily basis? What eternal security do you have in that? What if you change your mind? What if you have a bad day? What if, what if, what if you have doubts? How yeah. do you have eternal security when it's up to you? You can't, you can't have a mixed message where you have eternal mm-hmm. security based on your choice. That would be a double. Yep. That would be double. Yep. The Bible does double is that God's love is greater than us, much greater than us, and that he chose us before we chose him to be part of his inheritance. And, and that's how we can rest assured. And we know how we're we know that we're saved the same way everybody else knows they're saved, except that uh, we know why we were saved and how, you know, and, uh, you know, because you believe it's that simple. I've, I've heard and, you know, people say like, well, how do you know if you're saved? If if God's doing all the choosing, like, are you serious? It says it right in John three sixteen. He tells you how, you know, yeah. Whoever believes <laughs> it's the same scenario, but why do you believe? Right. So in Acts, here, here's an interesting uh, verse in Acts. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. As many exactly. were appointed to eternal appointed. life. Now, I'd like to hear somebody's way around that passage. Exactly. To Tipped eternal over. life. So, I mean, the bottom line is if you yeah. were uh, appointed, you, somebody had to do the appointing. You can't, you can't really change that into a Jew-Gentile passage because exactly. it says as many as were appointed believed. So Who appointed them? Were appointed believed. Who appointed them? Right. But what they is, believe. Uh, they believe. The, My point is, is that it can't. You yeah. can't say that the Jews and Gentiles were both appointed by God, because exactly. this is specifically saying those who were appointed believed. So yep. the passage is very direct. Uh, you yep. know, the only the only way you might get around that is to to go into, you know, uh, flap around a degree and say that this doesn't mean in Greek. What it says it means in all the English. That, that's another. That's another. That's another irritating thing I have with people because they always say, "Well, in the Greek it means this." I say, "Well, then why didn't they translate it into English?" Yeah. You that just way. start talking about translation yeah. issues, and now you're just you're just dumbing What's everything a, down, making it all complicated. And anybody anybody that understands the gospel spiritually is is qualified yeah. to preach it. Yeah, now you have to know Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic and all. I say, stop it. You know, I say, do you know the German translation for this? Pe- yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I don't know German. See, well, then you don't know what you're talking about. See, I can't keep saying that. 
I can't keep doing that. You know, just deal with what's written because we speak English and it's been translated into English for a reason. It is, you can't say, oh, that's a bad translation. You, you, that's a that's a back door that you're trying to drop out of. Yeah, and then you have Matthew, you know, and everybody knows these passages. For many are, uh -huh. but few are chosen. Exactly. So, yeah, the gospel message calls out to everybody, but why doesn't everybody believe? Because few are chosen. Yep. You're royalty when you're chosen by God. You're chosen yep. by the king. He chose you. He, mm -hmm. he said, I want this one. And that's that's okay. He has yep. the right to do that. I mean, did, did we create the world to be able to argue with the creator uh -huh. about why he created it, how he did yep. it? I mean, uh -huh. you look at the passage in Romans, Paul's addressing that issue. People were saying, obviously had that argument. They wanted free will. They wanted to think they had free will. But Paul... What did Paul say in response to that? <laughs> yep. Yeah, does Paul does Paul agree with your assessment that you have free will, free free autonomy? How can you? You 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 can't have free will when you only got two choices. I mean, you don't even have two choices. There's two instances that that constantly exist. There are two constants. You're either a slave to sin, or you're a slave to righteousness. Yep. You can't be. You can't have it both ways. You you either a slave to sin, or you are a slave to righteousness. Now, the, uh, Jesus Jesus himself said, uh, "All every, everyone who sins is a slave to sin." You see what I mean? And and yeah. any any honest person who's who's saying to himself, "Well, I know I commit sins." Uh, I'm just not a slave to it. They won't say that. They're going to say, oh, <laughs> Father, be merciful to me, a sinner. <laughs> That's what they're going to say. Father, be merciful to me, a sinner. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're not going to say, <laughs> they're not going to say, oh, I'll be righteous tomorrow. No, you can't. You can't. You're either a slave to righteousness or you're a slave to sin. Now, mm -hmm. which one do you prefer? If you prefer to be a slave to righteousness? I, I'm assuming that, yeah. People want to be a slave to righteousness. Well, then that's what happened when God when God regenerates you. Yep. But uh, if you but if you haven't been regenerated, if you haven't been regenerated, you are still a slave to sin. You're degenerate. Yep. You're degenerated. So I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna say God is God is evil because uh, he he didn't save everybody. Well, well, what do you expect? What do you expect the dead to say? He didn't say? save everybody one way or the other, but one one side is saying that right. they weren't saved because of their own bad choice. The other side right. is saying they weren't saved because God didn't owe it to them. He didn't owe them salvation. That's right. They they rejected him by nature. But what does God say to that? It all happened at the fall. You know, I mean, God, to, God just fine without without any intervention. <laughs> what does the what does the Apostle Paul say to the Romans about that situation in Romans nine? Exactly. What does he say? You know, he says uh, he says God will have mercy on whom He will have mercy, and He will harden whom He will harden. One of yep. you will say to me, "Then why does God still blame us for who resists His will?" But who are you? Oh man, to answer back to God. Yep. Shall what is formed say to him who formed it, why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for noble purposes and suffer common use? 
It kind of reminds you of the book of Job, you know, when when God is putting Job in his place and saying, were you there, you know, when I created the sky? Exactly. When I created the waters, Job was (laughs) obviously getting a little high on his horse. And so God's like, were you there? Uh, Because actually... Where, did you help good, God build the, the earth, Lee? Did we, yeah. did we help him build the world so that we can complain and grumble about why yep. he chose to do things and why he chose not to? Right. Yep. Were you there? That's a, that sounds like a good title for a book about predestination. <laughs> were you there? <laughs> yeah, were you there? Yeah. But I mean, the bottom line is like you shouldn't even have to talk about that topic because it's so obvious in scripture. You know, why yeah. why did why did it become a hotly debated topic? Because of because of man-made doctrines. I right. mean, uh, there is it's 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 really just a common thing that you have to come to yeah. terms with. God is sovereign over us. Mm-hmm. And, and and if we've been chosen by God, we should be awfully grateful because He didn't owe us anything. <laughs> yep. And now that now that I look back at, at the at, to the uh, to the early parts of the New Testament, now that I look back to the Book of Acts, I can see why why the uh, the believers, the early church, they 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 continued in God's word daily, daily, you know, because uh, the uh, the threat of of people altering uh, uh the true message was ever present yeah you know uh even and it's been it's much more today because now the spirit it's more of god fun. was teaching them like how do you exactly. how do you how do you evade exactly. that problem the exactly spirit of god teaches yep. you get into the truth that's how you avoid falling exactly. away <laughs> yep. Yeah, but the the problem I have, have with be... free will, you know, it's like I mean, there's people, <laughs> and you, you know, that there's some good grace teachers out there teaching free will, and they have a good uh-huh. handle on the gospel. I would consider them a brother, but I don't think uh-huh. they believe what they I don't think they believe what they preach on free will because if they did, yep. they left the door wide open for legalism. You know, yep. when when it's up to you, you 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 don't get the eternal security. You don't get to have yep. that. You can't yep. mix those two things and say that I'm not a Calvinist or an Arminian. I'm in the right. I'm in between the two because the two yep. are contrary to each other and there is no in between. It's like mixing law and grace. You can't mix those. And yep. so you just end up with a double talk message. And so I, I would call on everybody who teaches grace to take a second look and understand yep. that people are going to hell either way. And uh, yep. you're not making God look any better by saying you have a free will. That doesn't make yep. God look any more loving. It doesn't. Yeah, free will <laughs> is just an excuse to put more legalism out there. It's just an excuse. Yeah, you you, you, you can't. Uh, yeah, or and it's also telling me that you know you're, you're when you believe in free will, it's also telling me where your understanding is, where your understanding is weak. Yeah, you know, it's like well, it's, 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 it's like, kind of oh, no different. You know, you had the reformers yeah. that like you know Martin Luther, John Calvin, they were. They were sharp when it came to the gospel, but yet they mm-hmm. would fall back and fall into some of the same things the Catholic Church was doing. And they would hold yeah. on to those things, those sacraments and those those views on things that were very legalistic. And so they'd be preaching the gospel amazing on one hand and then falling into these areas. And I think it's a I feel like it's a similar thing happening today is that the free will message has demonized God and everybody has just gotten used to that. And it's just easier to say that God would be evil if he's a puppet master. You'd be a robot. 
you would be nothing. But do you see robots walking around there? And, and do you no, see people no. not evangelizing because God chose them? I mean, come on. God's will yeah, will be done. That shows a lack of faith in the spirit of God. If you're going to say exactly. that God chose you, you yep. would be dormant and sitting there with your hands tied and doing nothing. Have some exactly. faith in the spirit of God. <laughs> I mean, they must, they must have some problem with the spirit of God living inside of them. If they if they want to push this pre free will thing, I say, well, well how yeah. is it that even, even the apostle Paul addressed the Galatian church uh, this way? He says, uh, he says, at the beginning with the spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Mm -hmm. Every time I hear free will, all I hear is human effort. Well, Martin Luther says, called it a, a, a works based doctrine in evening clothes. Exactly. A it's attractive, doctrine but it's a works based doctrine. Because there's no yeah. way around it. You're you're adding no, in self-effort. Like yep. you said, could you could can you really say you did nothing to earn your salvation yep. if you believe that yep. you came to that decision through the flesh? Your flesh yep. decided to accept Jesus Christ on the cross. That doesn't even jive with the gospel. That doesn't jive yeah. with grace. The flesh can do it nothing doesn't. apart from God. And so what had to happen for you to come to belief? The Spirit of God had to teach you how to believe. It had to give yeah. you the new hearts. It had to give you all those things. Yeah. You know. Does anybody else have anything to add to this? I mean, I think we're getting close to a half hour mark. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. I always just think of how unfortunate of a topic it is to have to have, you know, with people, like, especially in a, in a grace community. Like, why is this? Mm -hmm. This shouldn't be an argument. But I, I guess that God just leave certain doors closed to people's minds, you know? I mean, what can you do? You know, I'm, I'm grateful that he opened up my eyes to it. I, I saw it through the evil lens at first, you know? Me too, me too. I was there. I know <laughs> that feeling. Once you, once you start to come to terms with it, you realize that, uh, you know, God explains all these things to us and he explains why it is. It's all in the scripture. And uh, the better you understand predestination the less evil it is because you know you realize that it's not it's not even possible it's actually even more loving and more beautiful because of that mm -hmm. god could have just said forget the world you guys are all rotten <laughs> <laughs> you guys are, you guys got no chance <laughs> you say something dad i thought i heard somebody maybe you're just back no, I was just making a comment, yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Crazy. No, it's uh, I, it just, I was just going along with it. It's just amazing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just God is sovereign, and that's okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. We wouldn't, we wouldn't yeah. want to be in control. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with, what, let me ask you a question. What's wrong with God being in control? Nothing. Because people <laughs> want to be in control. Yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a human instinct to want to be in control. We all yeah. want to be in control. Let me have the wheel. You know, it's like let me yeah. take control of this. I feel better when I'm in control of my life. Absolutely, that's the human way. But then you realize, like, yeah. that's not Christian at all. I how it's would you, why would you even pray if you had a free will? Where, yeah. like you said the other day, where's God's place in all this? If it's yeah. all, if it's all about our choice, where does God fit in? Is he up there begging people to come to salvation or is he up there calling people and drawing people to salvation? Thank you. <laughs> what, did 
What did Jesus say about that? He said, when Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws that person. Yeah. No one. No, no one. Yeah. <laughs> that means nobody no, in the whole world. <laughs> exactly. The same book. <laughs> The same book that told you that God so loved the world. It's the same book that told you no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws that person. Yeah. But what we see, we see a fallen world in scripture. And then you see God bringing life into that world, putting life back into the world. He absolutely loved the world. Because yeah. he put his life back into it. Why, why else yeah. would he have done that? He should have, yeah. you know, if, if that wasn't part of his plan, he would have just scrapped it and started over. Yeah. Maybe he would yep. have put life on Mars like like some of these elites want to have. <laughs> Let's have life on Mars instead. <laughs> yeah, God absolutely. Loved and God loved the world. Yeah. I mean, he's given everybody the same chance. It's just a matter of who, what, what path they follow. Right. Yeah, the invitation is wide open. Yeah. It's wide right. open. But how but, the, uh, but, but what causes yeah. you to believe? <laughs> it's wide open to both to both the uh chosen and the unchosen. Right. But only the chosen are gonna believe. Yeah. Because because God is gonna draw those people. Not because the chosen did anything or because they were special in any in any private way they're both the same but god chose god chose x amount from this side x amount from that group x amount from that group to believe and they will believe no matter what that just takes human effort completely out of the mix and if that makes you want to stop evangelizing it's only because you really only had faith in yourself in the first place yeah i mean come on the spirit of god is going to do all kinds of things in us (laughs) <laughs> well i tell people i say you know people when they say they're evangelizing i say if you're not if you're not if you if you believe in free will you're not evangelizing you're devangelizing you're devangelizing you, you are not evangelizing sure they like that i'm sure people they're not it. gonna like that yeah. they're not gonna like that because you believe <laughs> you're bringing up you're bringing, <laughs> you're bringing a false message you're bringing right. a false message to the table yeah you 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 can't you're not evangelizing you devangelize you got people out there right now uh, on street corners and they they're telling you're yelling at people telling them how much they're going to hell mm-hmm. you think that's what you think that was that's what the disciples did and and the the apostles did and and that's what Jesus did Jesus would Jesus didn't stand on there with a with a sign saying oh you going God hates God hates this group and he hates that group and he hates this group and he hates that group you're going yeah. to hell you know <laughs> You didn't. You didn't see him doing that. You didn't no. see him doing that. So why are they doing that now? That's a good question. Because that's what that that's what that 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 doctrine of free will does to people. They think they have some kind of part in it. They think there's something that they're gonna do. Yeah. That makes them righteous, or they want to look righteous in front of in front of other people. Mm-hmm. They want to look that way in front of other people. They, yeah, so they, like they, I said, it you know, leaves the door wide open. I mean, yeah. you can preach an excellent yeah. gospel message, but you leave that door open, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose spiritual uh, spiritual gain. But yeah, looks looks like I uh, got some visitors here at the house, so I think we'll cut this call uh, short. And uh, okay, we were about to finish anyway, and I think we had a good talk about uh, John three sixteen, and so. Uh, 
thank you everybody for you guys too for being on on the show on the call and uh we'll uh we'll see you guys next time for some more at ibletuddy.net bible study without the baloney sandwich all right see you next